this is what I'm doing it's kind of been like what else can I push myself to do I've been like that street artist underground artist for a long time now and mm-hmm. I've built my way up to try get into the gallery I want common folk like me to walk into a gallery and understand it and it was literally just for like juvenile kids yeah like you're either out of prison or you're on your way to prison if you're at that school kind of thing do not need to be a fragile, broken, destroyed human being to be famous, successful in art, or anything like that. I'm ready when you guys are. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Fro Show. My name is Frank Lenkin, and I'm joined, as always, by my beautiful co-host, Joe Murray. Hello, Frank. And we are joined by a guest this week. Oui. I was going to go really in-depth, but I didn't think it was worth it. <laughs> what do you mean? Go on. No, it was, was an insane intro. <coughs> okay, hang on, wait. Here we go. Hang on. Oh, what, what happened? I'm not restarting. I'm just doing the oh. intro again. <laughs> okay, okay. Ready? You yeah. ready for this? Am I? <coughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Fro Show. My name is Frank Menken, and I'm joined by my beautiful, stunning, incredibly talented, and man of many worlds, Gabe. Thank you. Thank you very much. And Joe's here too. <laughs> I was going to say, what? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was sitting here trying to figure well, out. He's going to say my name. Is good? No, nah. No. Joe's, not, not. Joe's not getting it. Welcome. Welcome, Gabe. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, guys. Of I'm course. keen to be on the Fro Show. I've done Sam's a few times, but this is the first time yeah. I've been on the Fro Show. So. It's a, a very different vibe. I hate this mic immediately. This sucks. <laughs> yeah, I love how chunky this This sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm... Yeah. I'm, I'm not compensating for anything, bro. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, welcome to the show. It's really good to have you. Um, I, we've tried to have you on, I think, twice now, and it just hasn't worked out. Yeah, it's not molded. Um, it wasn't meant to be, but today is the day that we're finally doing it. Of course. Um, you were convinced after seeing the live show. You were yep. like, yep, you know what? These guys actually don't suck. I really like that live show, not going to lie. I was, I'll be that kid at the back, like, yelling things out. But <laughs> yeah. I fucking really liked it. It was, I've never seen a live podcast before, so. Neither had we. Yeah, it was a really interesting concept. And I like how you guys pulled people out from the audience consistently yeah. and stuff and kept it interesting. Well, so. you're a guest on the show now, so yeah. you show up at the next one. Audience. That's it. You're, yeah. you're screwed. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, we were talking after the live show, because that's kind of when I was like, yo, do you want to come on the show next week? Um, and you said something to me that I thought was very interesting. You were like, look, I don't, I want you to ask the most, like the weirdest, most terrible questions. I don't remember exactly what your wording was, but it was something like that. I just want interesting questions because it's like one of those things like I've done a few interviews now, a few podcasts and it's all about art or like how you got started, but like there's no crazy weird, like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain (laughs) it. I just want to be, I want to have like one of those weird interviews, so. Like a this Robert one, Pattinson yeah. type interview where you talk about microwaving pasta. Yeah, shit like that. Random stuff. <laughs> Interesting things. All know. right. Well, I was listening to Crambles the other day. Actually, really quickly, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give a quick intro. Um, mm-hmm. Gabe goes by Numpty in the art world. Um, he creates the beautiful paintings that are behind us. That one's a collaboration with uh, Sydney artist Drip Tea. That's a wall mural that is new. When did you paint that? I painted that ye- yesterday. It's sick. I actually love it. If I could chip that off the wall, I'd take it. Yeah. Well, it turned out to be like some boxing Gandhi dude, so I think I'm going to make it into like a little thing with drip tea. I think you'll see that. Oh, yeah. In sick. a little while. Yeah. But you're sick. like a, a a pop art kind of modern graffiti style. I don't know. You you cover many... Yeah, I think I've got my, my, my eggs in many baskets, but yeah. at the moment... I would say for like an umbrella category almost, I'd be like, it's like pop abstract art. 
in a way. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah I'd say pop, pop abstract. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. that's like the only way I could put it in. I'm not like super technical with styles and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so that's what I would put it as. Yeah, simplistic. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, do you feel like you have? Um, we're going to talk a little bit about art, and then we'll get yeah, into like cool, the deep cool. stuff. Yeah. But um, I don't want to talk about your your come up in art because I think you've already talked about that we enough talk, in yeah. other podcasts. But Thank you. and we talked about that in in. Um, our episode on Crambles as well. A yeah, we bit. did. We, we briefed, briefed, briefed on it. Yeah. But um, I want to talk a little bit about like how your style came about more specifically. Because um, we Which did cover one? that. Is like the current one. The current one. What you're currently working towards. Because that's a very recent switch. It is a very In the grand switch. scheme of things, at least. It's a drastic switch as well. Yeah. It's went from like probably pop up to like real abstract kind of yeah. figures and stuff. Um, I don't know, man. I. Probably back in 2019, I done a painting from um, a dude who donated a canvas to me. Mm. And, like, back then I was always doing it on recycled materials. So it was, like, old wood or kind of, like, fiberglass, plasticky stuff. So when I got the canvas, it was, like, kind of... It was almost like an option to continue to do what I did on the canvases or make it more refined and and, and beautiful in a way. I don't know. I yeah. don't know how to explain that, but... I'd done like this f- this woman figure that I kind of always see in my dreams as like a, a guardian angel kind of thing. And I really liked how it worked with the, the charcoal and like the titanium white just kind of made it glow. And when you put a light on it, it kind of, the body shines rather than the canvas. So mm. it just was a, it was a cool different kind of con- concept completely to what I usually did. And um, from that moment on, I was always obsessed with that painting. Like I wanted that painting to do more and, it wasn't finished, in my opinion. So that's kind of where these guys came from. Um, one day I was like, all right, going to get another canvas, going to make it proper. And I don't know, it's become this thing now. As soon as I touch canvas, I have to do that kind of style where mm-hmm. if I touch recycled material, I have to do my other styles. So it's yeah. like super separated worlds, but they kind of meld in together. Because mm. if it wasn't for the the real crazy, scary, like pop art, abstract yeah. stuff... I wouldn't be able to refine this stuff, if mm. you understand what I mean. Have you finished that first stuff, that uh, that first um, painting of a woman? No, it's still hanging up in my room. I would consider it a half draft. Oh, is that the one yeah. above your bed? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, s- I went to That's Gabe's place the other day. I was looking at that when I was there. It's a good painting. It's massive. It is. It's it's probably the biggest one I did at yeah. that time period. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just a different different thing i was like completely black out in that creative process yeah, if you know what i mean so yeah, it was just an, it was weird to see it and be like oh that's shit that's what i can do you know yeah, yeah. and i think that's where it's kind of formed is instead of being this is what i'm doing it's kind of been like what else can i push myself to do yeah and that's kind of what this collection's turned out to be it's been more of an experimental push to see how far mm. my skill can go really and that kind of transfers into the rest of your life as well because i feel like on the whole you're constantly pushing yourself in your life at least from what i've seen from the couple months that i've known you now i would like to think so man it's hard not to to continue to push yourself when you're surrounded by so many like fucking motivational people you know like everyone's doing something yeah i feel it just keeps me intrigued to do more and like i know this is sucky but money is a big thing in life and i want to be able to do my craft as a full-time job so yeah if i don't continually work all the time I won't be able to do that so 
it's kind of just one thing. I just have to get up in the morning and kick myself in the ass when I don't want to. But <laughs> today we're feeling that. I'm fucking tired. But yeah. it's good, man. We've got Drip Tea here now. So I'm yeah. going to always be motivated from him. Yeah. Should be good. And so. you guys, are. can you talk about that kind of project a little bit? Or? Yeah, 100%. Let's pump up the promotion yeah. for that. Because <laughs> we're like in the yeah. first 10 minutes. So now is the time to do it. Yeah, cool. So we're doing a uh, like a collaboration show probably on the first week of April. So I'm hoping on the first or the second of April we're gonna pull it out, um, and it's gonna be just a massive show between me and him of collaboration paintings as well as solo paintings. Yeah. Um, there's not really like the craziest theme towards it. We've just been needing to do the show for a long time, and we want to do it just before I leave. So I think it's kind of gonna be a rush job, but me and him paint rushed. We yeah. do everything rushed. It's like a mm-hmm both a little bit ADD so it's like <laughs> we both know how to do the rush stuff with Steve so yeah. I think we'll push it with together Steve <laughs> <laughs> I think it's true man you can uh, you can uh, you can go through some stressful situations if you have Steve's while you're doing it I think yeah. it's, you always pull it off you know how do you I mean? define Steve's I don't know specifically man. for my dad who I know is listening <laughs> okay well in my personal definition of Steve's in that scenario would be like you're breezing through like you're not you just taking with the punches you know what I mean like you know yeah fucking getting Rolling overwhelmed you're not like, having a fucking meltdown you're just like alright let's do this yeah. just keep on going don't stop jump over those fucking hurdles mm. that's what Steez is man yeah and you do it with fucking with grace you know? yeah mm. that's Steez I like that that's a good definition of Steez yeah. I feel like it's easy to have a, a bad definition of Steez <laughs> yeah it's not like wearing the freshest clothes and nothing yeah. like that Yo, you got Steez bro mm. <laughs> But no, that's so that's what you've been working towards with Drip Tea. And you've got, what's that, two weeks? Yeah, well... Two and a half? We've got two weeks to do the paintings, or yeah. a week and a half to do the paintings, and then for like two days to do promotions or whatever, and then off we go. <laughs> and just crush Jeez. it. Yeah, well, why not, man? Like, I feel like if you can do that, you can do anything, right? Yeah. If you can pull that mm. off, and you can get at least 50 people in the room, yeah. sell at least five or six paintings. Then you're set. You're good, no matter what you do. Yeah. You can do it. How's that process been like for you getting used to selling your art? Because I know a lot of people go from making to selling and it's kind of a weird transition. I don't know. It'd be, it'd be similar to like trying to monetize the podcast for you boys. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's a grind to get to that point where you have the audience to monetize, if you understand yeah. what I mean. Like I can't just hit up any client and be like, yo, can you buy me a buy a painting off me right now? Yeah, mm. kind of. It's weird. I was talking about this with my girlfriend the other day. It goes in waves. It's like two weeks on, two weeks off, mm. and when it does come, it just comes with like four or five paintings getting sold at once, or like two or three commissions at once. It's never like always consistent. So, yeah. keeping that in mind, it's difficult, but it's also a wild ride that you can't not love. You yeah. know what I mean? Like mm. some days you'll be eating off like fifty cents. <laughs> no, yeah, it's like but. It's like $50 for a week or something like that. Yeah. Or you could be living off $3, $300, sorry. So, yeah, it's interesting, man. I don't know. Selling mm. paintings as well, it's it's really not up to you. If you can be a good salesman and make it, like, there for people, Yeah, that's probably the only way you'll sell paintings. Mm. But if you just leave it, no one wants it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. If you don't build that hype. But yeah. I don't really like doing that no more. <laughs> it's weird, I don't know. Yeah, other people are building that hype for you now, I think. Yeah, I think so as well. Mm. I think it's... It's a way, it's a way to say it. I guess yeah. mm. it's interesting because the last painter that we had on the podcast was Micah, and their way of selling art is so different to your way of selling art because they're very like 
gallery focused, like doing mm-hmm. a show every like three, four weeks. Like that's how they make their living. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like you're a lot more word of mouth. Like people know of you and about you and about your art. And then they go, all right, well, now I'm going to buy one of their pieces. The, the way to explain me, man, compared to like other artists, I guess, like Micah, would be I've grown in like the weirdest and like, I guess, dodgiest way. I've been like that street artist, underground artist for a long time now. And mm. I've built my way up to try get into the gallery. So you could basically say I'm like the underground artist trying to be a gallery artist. Yeah. And those dudes are just they've always strived to be, an, be like a, a gallery, gallery artist, artist, you know yeah. what I mean? So they've started from the bottom, understanding all of the logistics of it. Yeah. The techniques, the science behind it all. Well, like, I'm only really now understanding all that kind of stuff where mm. before I was like, I'm just going to paint for the reason of painting. And that's what underground is. Like, we just paint wherever we need to paint. We put on as many shows as we need to do. We put it on wherever we can. Yeah. Um, but yeah, galleries, different, different, um, different states. Mm. But that's what sets your art apart so clearly from other people's. Because you get you put your stuff up and it looks like you've taken street art and put it in a gallery. Yeah, like it's it's the exact same thing. And not to like be the most pretentious white guy that only knows one artist, but it's exactly what Banksy <laughs> did in the early two thousands, right? No, that's like so fair. Putting yeah. he took that street art career and then put it in galleries and made millions of dollars. Yeah, what I love to think about with Banksy is like he made common people understand art. Yeah, you know what I mean, like. Is that something that you want to achieve as well in your career? 100%. Like, I want common folk like me to walk into a gallery and understand it. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, even if it's a bit out there, they'll still be like, oh, shit, I can kind of get it. Or it looks cool to me instead of looking at, like, four dots that make no sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. For them, they don't understand what that is. Like, you have to understand art history and all that kind of stuff to Mm. enjoy that kind of abstract work. But... If you can get the common folk to enjoy art, man, like you're not only just helping them be happy, you're helping yeah. them live a whole new life of joy, colours, yeah. and community too. Like mm-hmm. the art community is always going to be there. It's always sick. So yeah, yeah. Were I think you it's important. exposed to a lot of art growing up? Is that something that influenced you? Um, I don't know, dude. It was a, it was an interesting ride when I was growing up because I was in a different world. Do you know what I mean? Like I my friends weren't looking at abstract art or mm. like fine art and being like, this is sick. They'd be like, what the fuck? Like, why has that <laughs> dude got a small willy? <laughs> you know what I mean? So for me, I didn't really get introduced to that stuff. I always really loved it. My dad, he had his wedding. My mum and dad had their wedding in Rome and that was my first kind of introduction to like architecture and like the paintings yeah. on architecture and like all that kind of scope. How old were you then stuff. when that happened? Um, I think it might've been like five or six yeah. no I don't know I would have been like f- f- four maybe four, yeah. four. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah that was my first little dip into that understanding of art like the fine art history kind of stuff mm. and I really loved that that's when I fell in love so for me when I come back to Australia it was no one knew that kind of stuff no one was talking about that kind of stuff so yeah. I never really talked about it that's where street art came in I was doing more graffiti I was talking to my friends was yeah. about graffiti um, but yeah none, no one I knew understands any of this still to this day like I yeah. go back home and they don't know what the fuck I'm doing you know what I mean yeah but they, they'll support yeah but by come back to Australia do you mean you were in Rome for a while or no 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 just just like in general you know like right you come back home and yeah. you got all these ideas and like my dad lived in Thailand as well so yeah going back and forth just learning different things coming right. back and having a different mindset to the, your kids at school who are yeah. just keen on getting fucked up and it sounds like a really 
just from what I've gleaned from that, like, 30 seconds, it sounds like a really interesting upbringing. Yeah, you can say interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that was... Uh, <laughs> yeah? Yeah, no, definitely. It was 100% interesting. Uh, it was more of a better word. It's chaotic. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say chaotic. Yeah. And, like, constantly adapting. So I think that's where, that, like... The breeziness comes in for me. Yeah, I'm always adapted to like crazy new situations. So mm. it was good, man. It was good. I learned a lot as a young kid. So yeah, I think I get to chill out now. I'm in my twenties. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like that's come through in your creativity now? Your upbringing, I mean. Hundred percent, dude. Like you can see it. I think as well. Like the inspiration I draw for my art is massively taken from that period of my life. Yeah. Um. Because I'm not doing any crazy stuff at the moment. I'm really like an old man right now, <laughs> like <laughs> proper. Um, so just reflecting on everything from the past and understanding it and putting it into work. Mm. It's it's a lot crazier because you don't actually realize you're putting it all into the work until yeah. you've sat back and be like, oh shit. Like, yeah. I went too deep here. <laughs> <laughs> Do you yeah. think that like that sort of chaotic upbringing could have been what led you to like the abstract sort of style 100 percent um i don't think i could do it any other way like even if it was even if i was a manager or like a singer of a band or in a football i don't know being a footballer or something i honestly feel like no matter what it would be it would be an interesting style or it'd be like an interesting way of doing it Mm -hmm. just because of the upbringing and being that odd swan and always having to find the way to like still do your thing but adapt to other people and kind of fit in as such so yeah uh, yeah 100% good questions dude yeah. like you guys have got me <laughs> fucking going crazy <laughs> <laughs> that's the goal man that's the yeah. goal um now you you can totally we can totally breeze past this if you don't want to talk about it but do you have anything from your upbringing that you like want to talk about or bring up or any stories that you want to share um what kind of stuff do you want to hear? Just anything. anything. Anything that you feel has impacted you in a way creatively, I guess. Impacted me. Yes, I do have this crazy story, actually. So I used to be this little rat bag in school. And I got kicked out of a few schools and I ended up in Arthuzo, which is like this flexi school. It was kind of like the first of its kind. There was there was two at the time. There was uh, one in De- Deception Bay and there was one in Spring Hill, Fortitude Valley, which I went to. And um, when I when at when we rocked up there, it was kind of like a skate school that had music class. It didn't have any music class, but it had a skate school downstairs with like a little homemade skate park and shit. And it was literally just for like juvenile kids. Yeah. Like you're either out of prison or you're on your way to prison if you're at that school kind of thing. And it wasn't meant to be like that, but it's just how it ended up. Yeah. Word gets out, there's some school that is like this, all the dropkicks are going to come. So I ended up at the school and I kind of just thought like this is where I'm going to end up, like, whatever, I'm not really going to do too much, I'll just end up being like everyone else on the block, or become a salesman, or whatever, you know, so, I rocked up at this school, and I met this dude called Dan, Dan Palmer, I forget his last name, but he's a real nice dude, big, tall, lanky guy, with, like, the curliest hair, big hippie, looking dude, (laughs) fucking great guy, but he introduced me to everything, music, and like creative output you know what I mean like he was a drawer he like had a folk band and it was like from that moment I think it was like a pivotal understanding of like you can live like that or you can live like this but look like that or you can you you can have many ways of living your life you know you don't have to just follow whatever fuck's going on Mm. 
and he the way he like dealt with other people like he was talking to Eshes all day like getting the absolute shit ripped out of him <laughs> <laughs> and like he smoked a bit of weed I probably shouldn't say this but he smoked a bit of weed um, allegedly yeah allegedly <laughs> <laughs> one day we saw like a like a something just fall out of his back pocket and from that day me and him were always very close like we hung out after school for like a long time I do just go just hanging out in yeah. the car park yeah. you know how it is allegedly allegedly <laughs> but yeah that was a good time and I think from that moment on I think I learned a lot about respect for people and music and art and that kind yeah. of thing. That was a pivotal moment in my childhood. Crazy fucking times. Yeah. So that's the moment that you can kind of track back and be like, all right, that's when I realized that I could do something else with my life. 100%. And I went to Scotland for a little bit, mm-hmm. which was... To live or to... Yeah, I moved back with my dad because um, it was like some shit going on. So I boosted So he's off. now no longer in Thailand. He's in... He's in England now, so he's yeah. boosted back to civilization after being in the jungle for like a decade, which is pretty crazy, man. Wow. He's, he's struggling with the culture shock. Like, yeah. it's opposite I culture shock. This Can you talk about that more? Yeah. Why was he in the jungle? Oh, just... What was... He just was... Like, like full-on bush-bashing jungle? Or? Yeah, proper, man. Like, he could only ride, like, a moped. Like, he couldn't drive a car up there. You could only ride a motorbike up the top. Right. It's like, oh. the hills are, like, proper... Doof. Yeah, and there was like a little bungalow, and there's like a little community that lives like in the like proper jungle, oh right? Uh, but it's like next to a town. It's on like a little island, yeah. so it's not like butt fuck nowhere. But it's kind of like civilized, but right enough to be. So he lived there for ten years. Yeah, on ten years. Yeah. Wow. He got married there and all sorts. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And then to moved a Canadian back then, to England, and then moved back to England just recently. Yeah, because he got offered a jib. A jib. Mm. The jib. One of those mm. classic mm. jibs. One yeah, one of those classic <laughs> nine five jibs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so sorry, I cut you off. You mm. went back. Oh, uh, um, yeah, I went back to Scotland in 2014, and then I started, like, my dad. I was with my dad, and he is one of those people who, if you start something, or if you say, like, I want to do this, mm. he won't let you stop, mm. like, at all. Like, he just will not let you stop. And it's every day, he's like, you need to be doing that. Like, if you're not doing that, so one day I was like, I'm going to play guitar, man. Um, can I pinch your guitar? And he's like, yeah, but if you do, like, you don't stop. And ever since that, it was like, he just made me, like, every night play guitar, play guitar. And then I went and showed my school, and they were like, yo, this is sick. Went and done music class over there, and it kind of caught the ball rolling a little bit. Came back over here, ended up going to MIC, which started a little bit of a music career, and then turned into, like, a... A painting career, and now we're here. <laughs> so, weird. how did yeah, that how transition did happen? happen then? I don't know, man. That transition annoys me because if I put <laughs> enough effort into music, I think I would be in the same area as I would be now. But mm. I don't know, man. I think one day I was just at school, and my art teacher was like, Yo, this is stupidly okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the critique that all artists want to hear. Yeah. So, um,. I don't know why, but delusionally me turned around and was like, all right, I'll keep going. And I ended up finished school and I don't know why, I just did not stop. Mm. And now we're here, I just... Didn't just stop? Yeah, I don't know. It was, I don't actually, th- I don't think I thought about it too much. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I was thinking about more being like a rock star. Yeah. More than anything. Yeah. But now I couldn't imagine anything worse. <laughs> than being a rock star? Yeah. You can be a rock star painter. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's kind of how it went. I think I've turned into that. A mm. little, a little bit, but I wouldn't say rock star. I'm not like a. What would you say? Pop 
Popstar. <laughs> Popstar? You're the Ariana Grande pop of the art, art world. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> the Ed Sheeran know, of man. pop art. The blues singer of art. I, I like that. Yeah, let's go with that. I see that. Yeah. yeah. I see that. Blues singer of art. Yeah. The soul man. Hey. <laughs> so you'd, you'd have a pretty good understanding of music. And, and being in the space a lot, I can I can always hear when you're up here, there's music playing. Yeah. Does that have a big effect on what and how you create? Yeah, massively. It's actually super weird. If I'm painting one of these dudes, like the crazy to find abstract figures. Yeah. If I'm painting that, I can only listen to like classical jazz or like, oh. um, what's the other one? Like a soul, it's like soul something. Right. I don't know what the other genre is, but it's like really like nice melodic music. Mm. And then when I'm painting like shit like this, it needs to be like talking heads or um, common people or mm. something like that, which is just like really upbeat and a little a bit, bit more, more punky. Driving. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it definitely affects how I paint. Mm. But then sometimes I get a headache, so I'm like, no, no calm down. Yeah. Cut the music. What do you paint when there's no music? Um... I usually just stare when there's no music. Yeah, all right, fair yeah. enough. I'm weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, more likely just really fine lines or something like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if I'm focusing in and mm. can't get distracted and bob my head or something. Yeah. So, or if it's like early in the morning and I'm just like waking up, I'll just yeah. ease into it. Mm. Joe doesn't get this, but I've talked about this quite a bit, that I have this thing where I can't do any work unless there's something playing or something going. Um, whatever that is, like when I'm working, I have, I have at home, I have a two monitor, I had a three monitor setup. I have a two monitor setup now and I, I always have my work on my main monitor and then I'll have a video playing on my right monitor and it's like split into two screens. So it's like a video and then like something else, like the news or something. So like, and Joe does not understand no. that. You're a, Joe's like a, a silence. Gotta, gotta have the quiet yeah, time. Quiet. Only one thing in front of me. And yeah, I can focus on that. Yeah. But I feel like you you're. I'm like that now. You're I like that or that. I used to be like you, man. I used to have like back in my old studio at home. I used to have like my TV on, with like it was on like halfway, so I could just hear it. Then yeah. I have like music going, and then there'd be like fucking sirens going like crazy outside, <laughs> and I loved it. I was like, yes, yeah, sick. But nowadays I'm like, nah. I need one song, like one, like music or a movie. Or nothing. I just I mm. can't do it all. You know what I mean? It's mm. too much. It clouds my brain. I think mm. I just get irritated. I'm an old man now. <laughs> Getting old. <laughs> yeah. Almost seventy. Literally feels like it. <laughs> <laughs> my back's like giving out and shit. Oh, uh, I after we set up for the live show the oh, day after yeah. I was like, oh my back hurts. <laughs> that's yeah, that's yeah, when I knew I was getting hard. old. I was also saying before when I went to pick up. I don't know if you were there for this, but I went to pick up like t-shirts from behind the stage, and I mm. like crouched down on my knees and for a split second at the bottom I was like I'm not coming back up like this, this is it I'm stuck here yeah I froze up in the shower like a few months back oh no yeah that's that's real rough it's not good it's not fun no you should be doing that at 20 22 sorry yeah 20 27 just say several different ages and make 25, everyone confused 26 <laughs> 34 let's play some bingo <laughs> Put you in the comments. How old do you think Gabe is? <laughs> um, I'm going to pivot slightly because we were talking the other day about um, personas in art 
and and taking on like roles, I guess. Mm-hmm. And you've taken on this role over the past like what five years of your art career? Is it? Shit, it's been five years. Has it? I started in 2018, 2019. So four. Yeah. Four years. Yeah, four years. Um, but you took on this role of Numpty, which was this kind of... It started, From what I understand, it started as a joke. And then... Literally. And then has kind of grown into not a joke anymore. Um, yeah, but no one wants to take it as a joke. That's what's the problem. Yeah. Uh, Do you know right. what I mean? Like, so what was, what was it? That, why did you name yourself Numpty initially then? Why was... What was that... Because you were like, haha, funny? Yeah, a little bit. I was like, haha, funny, as well as, like, I can get away with more. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like, mm. art's pretty... When I was starting my art, it was pretty uh, It was pretty out there. I don't know. The things I was saying in my art was a lot more than what it should have been, in my opinion. So, mm. for me, I think the numpty kind of kept it as, like, a softer, softer blow. Because mm. if you fucking hated numpty, you didn't hate Gabriel Denham. But yeah. you kind of... If you knew who numpty was personally, you would. But... Yeah. It was just a social media thing. It wouldn't really fucking matter. So for me, it was like a ha-ha, give this little character as much shit as you need. It yeah. doesn't bother me. And I can be as cheeky as I want and do what I need to do at shows because I'm um, this numpty character and everyone's mm-hmm. just going to be like, oh, it's just numpty. And everyone did. Like, I would be extravagant at shows and wear crazy stupid shit and everyone was like, yo, that's just numpty. Like, that's how I kind of made that thing. So, mm. yeah, I played it a little bit. But now it's like... It's lame because everyone doesn't want to take a joke. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll move on. Yeah. And what's that trend? Have you planned out that transition? Like, what's that look like for you? 100%, dude. Just sit in front of it. Um, I know. That's why I asked. Going away, <laughs> going away to uh, Europe as well as, like, this whole new style. Um, as well as, like, just getting older, man. Like, I was super young when I first came into this um, scene or world or whatever. Like, 18, 19 and, like, going through my 20s, not really understanding too much, but being told so much, you know what I mean? Like, it's a lot to intake. Yeah. Um, and, like, business-wise as well, it's a lot to keep yourself afloat. And, like, mm. you learn so much about money and so much about budgeting and you understand when you're, like, real low and whatnot. So, yeah, I don't know. The the change would definitely be just maturing. And then you can see it through my art as well as my presence, I feel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... Mm. Yeah, it doesn't really need to be said any other else because it's pretty self-explanatory, you know. Mm. Yeah, well, I never really like neither of us met you as Numpty. Yeah, and we've never seen you as that Numpty character, so I think it's you would have loved it, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was it was good fun when it happened. Like, yeah, it was the party people, you know. Like, mm-hmm. it was a good time. Yeah, and that would have fit real well into the Brisbane art scene. Hundred percent. Yeah. Was that an intentional decision, kind of playing into that? Yeah, dude. Everything I did was intentional. Everything yeah. I've done to this point is kind of been like a planned out scenario. You know what I mean? Like getting involved with Bad Olive, that was very much planned. Mm. Didn't plan how it would end, but planned <laughs> how it got in. Um, and same with this kind of stuff, like AV. Planned every moment from start of AV to here. And now I'm, I've got the biggest room and, and getting helped out. You know what I mean? So mm. that shit's important for me. Keeping that community, keeping every step planned. Because I'm... Mm. I've seen so many people go down the wrong hole or like yeah. take the wrong steps because they've not planned it just that little bit. But mm. everyone who I see planning it, like they know their goal, they see their vision and shit. They're always killing it and crushing every moment. So yeah, just lead by example for them. You know, mm. for the next people, they can look at me if they want. But yeah, I'm saying I really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, you. Yeah, sorry. No, you go. I was just gonna say, it sounds like there's a lot of this like change happening where you're wanting to move out of that numpty name and then like you're moving into more abstract stuff. Mm-hmm. Was there anything you reckon that like triggered that first, or like what do you reckon has happened first? Because it sounds like there's three or four different things that are changing. Yeah, but. Um, yo, like, real fucking sad and kind of a downer of a fucking answer, but depression, dude. Yeah. Depression's, like, one of the shittiest things that you could go through, and I think when you get past that point of, like, complete loneliness as well as, like, being as down as you fucking can, um, you never want to live like that again, so I think... If I could, ch- if I'm changing everything at the moment, it's probably because I'm changing everything for the better. You know, yeah. I'm not. I've sat and calculated everything that was fucking me up internally as well as externally, and I'm getting the fuck rid of it. You know, yeah. and I think that's at the end of the day, it's the most like sad, not media trained answer at all. But it's fucking, it's facts, man. It's just depression. When you get away from that shit, you do not want to go back. And if you do. It's because you're not fucking, you're not finished with it, you know what I mean? You're not in remission yet, but it's good, man. I'm happy to change everything that needs to be changed. Uh, Live for a better, healthier life. Mm -hmm. Do you think a part of that was that you kept performing as this numpty character and you didn't feel like people saw you for you anymore? 100%, dude. No one cared. I know that's fucked up to say. I know I've got friends out there that will give me shit, but honestly, no one gave a fuck. Like, I had a friend who encouraged all the bad behavior you know what i mean like drugs partying Mm. constantly drinking constantly doing that kind of stuff so that had to be cut out that kind of whole community to be cut out Mm. um and the same thing i don't know like when you're in that spot you you do feel super lonely but no one really can understand especially when you you've put this persona of everyone should know you as this Mm. and then you like come home and you're like completely not that you're just like this frail fucking being that's now scat off his cunt tripping and seeing shadows you know what i mean so for me that was just like no one actually gave a fuck everyone just thought i was doing good and probably still were you know like Mm. if they see this they probably won't but Mm. i never really let it go you know what i mean so i don't know it is the weirdest thing to be like that dude killed Almost killed me, but like he saved me at the same time. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? it's like one of those like fifty-fifty moments for me. Mm. But it was a mad learning experience, dude. Yeah, and I'd do a character again. I think. Yeah, I would, but it would be quite obvious it was a character. You know what I mean? Like yeah, like a Sasha Baron Cohen type yeah, type deal. Hundred percent. Where the people that are involved, I think it would be really interesting to see you try to take on a a, a very intentional gallery bait character. It's kind of what this is. So Gabriel James Paul Denham is my full name. That's kind of what I'm going by now. Mm. And I'm doing everything in my power to get into those spots. Yeah. Um, the work's changed for it. Well, not changed, man. I've just adapted. And yeah, like moved on. Kind of uh, done that change for the work, I guess. Yeah. And now it's just changed the personality. Like my personality is pretty gallery worthy. You know, it's not. I'm not a little rat bag anymore. I'm kind of a bit more mature. I would yeah. say I was like a 40-year-old in a 22-year-old's body, you know what I mean? So yeah. I can talk to those gallery types and whatnot. So mm. Mellowed out a bit. Yeah, 100%. So I think it's just natural, natural growth. I'm no longer in the underground anymore, so it's just the next step, isn't it? Yeah. 
No, I and like, I think that's really interesting that you've taken that step. And I know when Joe and I came here for the first time and we met you for the first time, I don't remember what our first interaction was, but I remember... I do. I was sitting outside. Do you? Yeah, oh. I was sitting outside having a cigarette. Big man came up with the mustache and I was like, <laughs> who the fuck's this? And you were like, hey man, like, you seen Julian? I was like, yeah, yeah, it's just in his office. Showed you in your office and then you were like, thanks bro. And then Julian comes out two seconds later, he's like, man... Someone's moving in my office. <laughs> like, oh, shit, no worries. Who's this? And he's like, Frunk. And I always, honestly, I just thought it was the, the name. My guy, I'm so sorry. I thought it was a fucking inside joke this whole time. <laughs> but that was the day I met you. Interesting. I, oh. didn't, I do not remember that at all. I would have said it was the time after that. Um, I think it was when I was moving my desk in, you were here. Yeah, was that when I found the skateboard? And I was like, yeah. Was, yeah. yeah. That would have been like... Yeah. Zooming around. I might have been mixing up that, by the way. Man. That might have been the day. That's cool. But um, it doesn't matter. point I was getting at was, I remember after our first proper conversation and I went away just being so intrigued by you as a person and like looking through your Instagram and being like, what does this guy do? Like, and, and what? Can I... What was the... Why were you... Why? I don't know. You just had you you had and you have this aura about you that's like it's intriguing. It, yeah, yeah, it make it's so inquisitive, and I think I think it's simultaneously like you're so confident in your ability in a in a very real sense. Like you're you're aware of what you can do, and you're aware of who you are and what you can create. And at the same time, you're incredibly intelligent, and. I think that creates this kind of bubble around you that makes people want to learn more about you and 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 be invested in your story. It's fucking beautiful. Thank you. No, yeah, it's, it's really weird, man. Like, I don't know. For a long time, people haven't been saying shit like that. So mm. for now, it still trips me out a little mm. bit. But um, I appreciate that. It's nice. No, it's, it's true. Nice. It's true. And I think I think it'll come through in the podcast as well. Um, I hope, and I'm from the conversations we've had, I'm pretty sure it will. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's just this. I, I feel like, and and I feel like we've talked to enough artists and people now, and this is not to discount any of them in any way. Um, but there's always, I feel like we're always scratching this upper level. And there's always that top layer of like, I'm working on this. This is who I am. I've got this show coming up. Plug, plug, plug. Maybe one or two interesting stories about their life. Um, and that's kind and even outside of the show, like that's kind of the extent of our interactions with them and, and what we learn about them. And that's as much as they want to give out publicly and even privately. But I think you're so comfortable in yourself that you're okay. And, and it comes through in your art and in the way that you talk, you're, you're comfortable giving away these pieces of yourself and these parts of who you are and, and how you create and how you got to be this person. Um, and I think that's really interesting to see and experience. And I've seen it in your art over the past, you know, what, four months now that I've known you. Um, even in those four months, like your art has evolved in such a way that I feel like that comes through even more. And I think that really resonates with people. That's crazy. Um, I don't know what to say. I'm speechless. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I guess I can I can turn it into a question. Are you 
intentional about that? Are you are you a aware of that aura that you have, and b are you intentional about how you interact with people and and speak to them? Hundred percent for the sec for the latter question. Um, my intentions for everyone that I speak to is pretty much like exactly how I want to be treated. You know what I mean? Like when I was growing up, not a lot of people were the nicest around school teachers whatever the case may be like everyone was just fucking mean for no reason it's obviously because their life because they're miserable whatever but yeah. when i'm having like a real shitty day and i see someone who needs a hand and like helping that out or like thinking about helping that person out fuck it makes me feel better so for me that's like always something that i do always constantly think about how i make f- people feel yeah. um i think anyone should do that you know what i mean like stops you from being a dick yeah straight yeah. up like and if I am, like, I'm mad happy to accept that I'm being a little bit of a bum, you know what I mean? I think that's the important. But the first question, um, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's a, it's a real hard one, I don't know. The aura thing, I definitely have been told about it. Mm. But I don't know, when, when you come from such, I've really been in like a really low place mentally for like a long time now so coming out of that and then feeling like people understand what i'm trying to fucking say for a long time and like understand my vibe and understand that i'm just fucking me i think that itself is like the aura if you understand what i mean like i'm not trying to be anyone anyone any anymore like i'm not trying to fit in with anyone and if i don't like what you're doing i just won't bother and i think yeah that I guess is the intriguing part, the mysterious part, whatever. Yeah, I don't know if mysterious is the right word. No, I don't think so either. It's definitely intrigue. Intrigue. Mm-hmm. I think you could, if you really wanted to, you could go into this mysterious persona, and I think people could get that idea, having met you once, that you're this mysterious character. Yeah. But the second they talk to you, like it's it's over. Mm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, you're I definitely like not that. Batman, you know. No, I like that. I like that. <laughs> In your little corner um, in the warehouse. But yeah, the aura thing. I don't know, dude. I think. I've done a lot of fucking soul searching. I know it's super lame. I've done mm. my traveling. I've done like, I've went and talked to people about this shit. And yeah. I've done the meditations. I've done the crystals. I've done the walkabouts kind of stuff. So, hmm. Can I talk about that a little bit? What that was like? What that experience yeah, was? The walkabouts Because it's so different insane. for everyone. That's why I asked. Yeah, well, my dad, when he, when he came, first came to Australia, b- before I was born, he traveled around and, and like helped. He like went to Aboriginal communities, right? And they like taught him everything. They taught him how to speak to the dreamland. They taught him about the dreamland. Taught him about how the Aboriginals live and that kind of thing. And he's always told me, man, he's always been like, you need to do a walkabout. Like, you just need to. As a man, like, that's just how a man becomes a man. Mm. In Scotland, in like Scottish heritage, you have the Highlanders who they go crazy fucking journeys and go hunting and stuff when they're a certain age. Yeah. So it's like in my fucking blood to do that so for me when i was like 18 i think just graduated high school there was a blues festival going on and i was like fuck it like this is something i could do so i went and volunteered to do like a a set up the whole kind of festival and volunteered for i think it was like two weeks and then there was a two-week interval that i didn't realize was going on before the festival i kind of thought it was just like you work go to the festival so i kind of got forced into this like walkabout situation so I was in New South Wales and I just went and done Bombimbi, like Berwick Heads, just traveling from up back and forth consistently, just finding new places to hang out, going couch surfing, sleeping on bridges, finding homeless people, 
And um, while I was in Mullumbimby, there was this homeless dude. I forget his name, man, but he looked like a rug rat, man. It was fucking crazy. <laughs> and um, we went and had a sesh under a bridge, and he kind of told me, like, what the crystals were and, like, underneath the underneath the earth and shit. It sounds so trippy and, like, cracked out, but I found out in the later few days that that shit was very much true. Mm. Um and yeah, it was just insane, man. Like learning all of that kind of stuff, getting pushed into different scenarios, kind of just letting your feet take it, take you where they're gonna go. You know, mm. it's, it's it helped so much. Uh, it helped so much understanding me to understand human beings. You know what I mean? Like how to be a human. Yeah. Um, how to have humanity, if that's the right word. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think that stuff's really important for me. It was really important. And um, I think you need to do it a few times every few years, you know, yeah. to get that refresh. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's really interesting to hear you talk about things like that because there's that whole whole saying of like, you know, what is it? People, oh, shit, what is it? Talk, can talk the talk but can't walk, can't walk, walk the, the walk. walk. Is that it? Yeah. People yeah. talk the talk but, yeah. But you don't talk the talk, you just walk the walk. Yeah. You just do stuff. Like you don't I've never once heard you go I'm I'm going to do this thing. It's always just hey, I've done this thing and you can see it in 2 weeks. Yeah. Oh, I think it's a mix of both. I think I talk enough shit that I have to do it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm definitely one of those yeah. people. I've that's that's how I started vlogging. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like I think we had this conversation when you came over the other day. It was like you say so much or well, we don't say so much, but you say enough things and you say it to enough people who are in that industry or like would want to see something like that and you're like oh shit I need to actually do yeah. this now so that's kind of another thing that's what me and Drip we've been talking about this for fucking ages but now it's like just straight up Don't fucking hit and run you know yeah. Yeah. so for, for, yeah I, I like it myself but um, yeah I don't know I definitely it's a mix, mix of both I would say mm. but yeah you are right though I just do some shit yeah and, yeah but yeah, that's the fun bit as well. I like to do that. Like dropping t-shirts and, you know, like merch packets and stuff. Like you don't really need too much hype for that stuff. Just drop it. People, if they like it, if they fuck with it, they'll take it. Yeah. And so far it's been doing pretty well. So mm. just keep doing that. And it keeps it exclusive, you know? Yeah. It's like the real people will get it. The ones who are like always supporting, those are the people who will get it. Yeah. You're not going to get some like annoying kid who's just there for likes or whatever. Yeah. To be wearing my shirt, you know? Mm. Yeah. Do you look at it in a in an entrepreneurial sense as well? Yeah, 100%. It's a business at the end of the day, you know, like I've never really done business classes or whatever, but I've sat in a few and yeah, I think you got to do this stuff as an entrepreneur, you know? You got to look at it like that. It is a business. And if you don't, it's just going to go downhill. Like you'll never be able to profit off your business if you don't do it like that, you know? Yeah. Um if I was just paying for the fucking sake of it, I probably wouldn't. I'd probably be like, "Oh, sick." Like whatever, like got a show going on. Ah. Oh, sweet like I'll be fine you know mm. but no I want to make sure it's the best of the best every time we go up a step every time yeah and yeah. I'll register business now so I kind of have to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't have a choice anymore no. it's yeah. great the bank account won't let me yeah I realized today that uh, my business registry is run out my personal business registry so well, sure. I gotta fix that yeah is that expensive to get back nah. no that's mm. like 60 bucks or something yeah, it's bad. just like expired so I just have to renew it yeah. um mm. I feel like you had you had a question before the show yeah. that you wanted to ask, didn't you? Oh, I've no, I have another question now. Oh. You're, you're talking about like, so you went, you've done these walkabout trips. 
right? Which have like no plan at all. It's just you end up where you end up. But then with the way you talk about business and like and painting and doing these shows, it sounds like you always have structure. This, yeah, this plan in place. So yeah, I don't I don't know what I d- I just don't understand that. How well, does it's that like work in your head? I guess. Say for example, to put it in the best way. Sometimes I like iced coffee, and sometimes I like hot coffee. Yeah, okay. That is a fantastic that's, way to that's explain a really that. Good way. So like for me, if it makes me money, it needs to be structured and planned and it needs to be doing well and it needs to to be able to re- represent me in a way that I could go into any room in the world with big businessmen. I could tell them a business plan or give them an elevator pitch and they'll invest in me. But I'm not trying to get them to invest in my journey to get to that point. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm not trying to get their money in my pocket so I can go on a walkabout. Mm. I want those experiences to be my f- for me and they're not really for anyone else. And if you do that with anyone else, it doesn't really end up being that freeing. Mm. So for me, I think when it comes to the the adventures and soul searching or whatever, that should never be structured because it, if you structure that, you'll fuck up. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. I've tried to structure it before and it never works. <coughs> it never work out how you plan it. And I think it's great to be able to roll with the punches and it, it's super nice to learn that in a an environment that it's welcome instead of an environment that it's not welcome. Yeah. Because if you do that in a business structure, it it will flop as well as you'll be looked at as like someone who can't actually do that if you understand what I mean. Yeah. But if you do that when you're chilling, doing whatever you're doing, I think it's a t- right time, right place, you know. Mm. Hot day, cold day. Hmm. I think yeah. that was a good analogy. Man. That was That's a really awesome. good analogy, yeah. actually. That was a good question. Though. If I can, that was a really good question. I really like that question. Look at you guys. <laughs> Proud of you, Joe. You're, good. You're a good egg. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I have. I, we're kind of coming towards the end. We've got like mm-hmm. 10 minutes left. Um, I have a question for you that I know you want to be asked. Mm-hmm. I know you want to be asked it. Tell me. Oh, I'm excited. Ask me so. How do you clean your implements? Like my brushes and stuff? Yeah. Um, Drip T's been doing it since he's been here. <laughs> 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 no, uh, I don't actually, I don't care too much, man. Um, most of the time I'm using my hands or some shit anyway, so it doesn't bother me at all. I've got like a f- $3 big ass brush from Bunnings that's lasted me like almost a year. And then I just got given some like nice ass oil paint brushes from my neighbor. And, um, he was like, you need to clean these like proper you know like you have to do the oils and you have to blah blah, blah. i was like nah i'm probs not gonna do that <laughs> they're definitely gonna be fucked up in like a few months i'm sorry like, it sounds like you treat painting equipment like i treat my camera gear 100 percent, dude it's not what it's not your equipment it's the artist yeah get wrecked uh, lame, loser imagine lame. taking care of your stuff no, no, oh. no you do have to take care of him yeah. Drip, he's like an amazing artist and he loves his gear and makes sure everything yeah. is spick and spam but yeah. I'm just not that human being yeah. when I don't know if you I don't know if you subscribe to this but this is how I've always explained it is that and this is specifically for camera gear obviously but um, I've always said that the gear that I use to create my stuff is just a tool like I wouldn't treat a hammer I wouldn't be careful with a hammer or a drill or a saw so why would I be careful with the tool that I make my art with? It's different with cameras, though. Isn't it? They're fucking expensive. Yeah, but like I'm, I'm not. I'm obviously not going <laughs> to peg my camera. <laughs> no, yeah, I get it. Or throw I it. I think one of the first time. <laughs> I think it was like the third time I met you, man. And you were saying you made me ollie over your camera. Yeah. <laughs> so like, 
pegging is one thing. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, you're good right. footage though. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I think, yeah, it is a tool, man. I think it's it's different with brushes, man. Brushes cost like they're expensive if you go to the art shops, but if you go yeah. to Bunnings, they're like they're cheap as shit. And to be honest, if you just keep them in water, they're good. Yeah, just wash them every few days. Yeah, if you keep fun. cameras in water, it's usually not great. Yeah, good. Learned that the hard way. Yeah, man, cl- cleaning. Yeah, I don't clean. I've just cleaned my studio for the first time in probably about six months. Mm. Have you been here for six months? Yeah. Yeah. Since the moment we moved in, I've just cleaned it like two days ago, mm. and then I paint, and then drip came and. And that's it. It's back to where it was. <laughs> <laughs> but this is this is a nice little corner. This looks mm. Yeah, I was saying this that. looks well put together. I've seen it to Joe before, man. It's like the perfect little conference yeah. Yeah. area. Yeah, put a conference table up here, yeah. have some business meetings. I do love the random cans of spray paint that are just yeah. like lying around. Yeah, and we have like a little stage as well, so if there's any like special it's guests they can yeah, stand yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they can just stand right there. Get Riley to do some dance moves yeah. for us. You know he would. <laughs> he t- well, we tried to get him to dance for us at the live show, but he didn't show up on time. <laughs> he did say he didn't yeah, want true. to. Shocker. Bit rude, hey. Well, sad. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we're kind of coming towards the end here. Um, Joe, do you want to ask your Gen- generic, generic question. End, end question? Sure. Um, was there anything in the show that we haven't mentioned um, or something, or a story like you wish you could have told, or a question you wish we had asked, or a topic you wish we'd talked about? Um. It can be literally anything. We can talk about 2B pencils. Let's <laughs> 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 think about that. Mm. Mm. No. No, boys, I'll, I'll, I'll keep the peace. <laughs> keep the peace. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it. <laughs> no, I feel like you just came up with something. Yeah. I did, but it's way too cheeky. Oh nah, do it. Nah, yeah. Do it. Nah, you've said it now. Nah, you've done it now. you got to ask it. Go on. Come on. I want to hear it. Uh-oh. Why don't other artists keep the entrepreneurial vibe alive? And why do other artists kind of uh, frown upon making a certain I don't know how to put it without being like condescending let's put it in the most simplest way why do artists frown on other artists for trying to make money yeah mm. boom mic drop <laughs> no but for real I think do you want us to answer first and then do you want yeah I think so I think it's a, it's a, it's yeah. a real cool question because I think a lot of artists that there's back and forth in the community but the ones who are doing well always get kind of not shat on but yeah. frowned upon with the people who are mm. in the creative community yeah not the viewers well do you want to give your thoughts i'll give mine and then we'll give gabe the um, final say oh man unless you've got nothing in which case i can go you go first okay <laughs> um the well i myself was raised by entrepreneurs so my immediate is how can i monetize and how can i um make this a career but on the total flip side of that, like I think that if you go into art and you go into creating exclusively trying to make money, you're never going to make money because people can Fox. smell that a mile away. So I think there's this like fine line that you need to walk where you need to be aware that what you're doing needs to make money at some point for it to be viable, but it shouldn't be 
the motivation from day dot. To answer the question that you asked of why some artists frown upon that, I think it's because a lot of artists just cannot fathom actually feeling comfortable selling their art. And I think it's... To me, I see it as a form of imposter syndrome coming from that. Makes sense. So it's kind of like, I don't feel good enough to ever sell my... It could be fantastic art, but I don't feel good enough to sell my art. Therefore, no one else should be selling and making money off of their art. Mm. That's kind of the way that I interpret it. So I think that's... It's always been a... um, yeah, a them problem rather than a, like, you shouldn't be selling your art yeah. type thing. I think the same. I think it's, like, definitely internal. Mm. Did you have anything? Yeah, well, like, my personal experience is, like, I won't... I can't create something consistently if I don't love it. Yeah. And so I think that's where some artists choose not to look at... Well, I'm not an artist, so I can't speak for other people but I would call you an artist yeah I would call you an artist oh, too I don't mean this sort of art yeah but I'm I don't do visual art either but it's like a creative though yeah you know, like yeah same well same. like some people and now I lost my train of thought sorry <laughs> choo choo oopsie <laughs> um, choo choo train of thought uh-huh. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, so some people who look at, like, trying to make money for it, you can get, that's when you start to get into your own head about, like, will other people actually like, like, enjoy this product? Because I guess then it becomes a product and not a piece of art or, like, a piece of you or something that you've worked really hard on to get to this this point and now you're like, are people actually going to like it? And you can get to that point of, like, I don't actually want to show people this. Um, So I think that's where... That's what it looked like for me. Um, yeah, I just think if you if if you go into it with that entrepreneurial mindset in the beginning, it can um, yeah, it can lead to you never actually showing it. Yeah. Yeah. I've know. got a crazy thing that I got told the other day, and I think it fits perfect with this. I got told, fuck, what was it? It was like. True artist never wants to make money, but understands when to make money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a false artist understands when to never stop making art. No, 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 no. True artist, underst- but a false artist never stops making money over art. If right. you know what I mean. So it's like the art. Do you want to say the whole quote in one go? Fuck, I forgot <laughs> it again. Um, a real artist, what was it? Fuck, man. I'm so bad at remembering quotes. <laughs> a real artist knows when to stop paint, stop painting, and make and start making money. But a false artist will never stop making money over painting. If there we go. That. Yeah, right. that makes sense. Like, as in, you can have an artist who comes in make for the money, and you can pretty much see it's like you can sniff it out like a mile away. Mm-hmm. But then the artist who is fucking proper will make their work until they're ready and they'll go out into the world and they'll do their thing to make sure that everything yeah is on their work you know what i mean yeah it's like flipped for the yeah. opposite yeah if that yeah. makes any sense no it does i think and uh, yeah i totally agree with that i think a lot of artists spend a lot of time getting to the point where they feel like they're ready to make money whereas a lot of people will start making art to make money and i think that's been 
and I, I wasn't going to bring this up and I don't want to open a big can of worms here because I know it has the ability to. But um, I think we've seen that very recently with NFTs mm. and having a lot of these people come in and being like, oh, I can make a thousand randomly generated things with very little artistic talent, you know, mm. just by making some pre-sourced assets. Um, and I think we've seen that a lot where you can, and that, that as well, you can sniff a, a mile away and I like personally exactly. see a lot of value in, in some NFTs, but then there's those other ones that's like, you know, it's clear that this person is just looking for money, you know? Well, it's saturation, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. same thing as painting. Like, you could see the same painting over and over and over again. Like, there's some artists in Brisbane that do that, and it's like the exact same image over and over and over again. Mm. What do you get from that? You don't yeah. get... You saturated everything that... Now, I don't want to see that. I want to see something new. Yeah. That's what NF my opinion on some NFTs are, but if you don't have the saturation, if you fucking do the community kind of stuff, yeah, that it's beneficial. But yeah, I think those dudes who just fucking rinse it, mm -hmm. it's just like, stop, man. You're ruining it for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's what it is, man. You're always going to have those people, you know? Yeah. Always. That was a really good question. That was really good. Yeah, that's was, that, was that a good one? That's probably that the good. best answer to that end of show yeah. question that we've had. Yeah, um, last thing is if you have any advice or anything that you want to share or say to anyone that is just starting visual art or just thinking of starting? Draw fucking every chance you get. One thing I'm slack at. Um, understand your art history. Like, Go explore and find new artists all the time. And remember that you do not need to be a fragile, broken, fucking destroyer of destroyed human being to be famous successful in art or anything like that just do you have fun enjoy it it's a journey but just remember you don't need to be fucking on drugs and having a ball 24-7 save your money <laughs> that's my advice <laughs> that was really good advice I feel like that question the answers have gotten like progressively better as we've gone on it's yeah. been very cool to see yeah. um Thank you so much for coming on, Gabe. Thank it's you for been, having me, boys. This has been episode. fucking fun. <laughs> really, this is the first time I've been on a podcast that we've just sat and like had some deep chats. So yeah. yeah. This is the f this is interesting. I yeah. really appreciate it, man. Well, that's what you asked for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is and it is what we're... It is also dance. very intentionally what we're striving towards, mm. I think. Um, but we'll talk about that more another time. Um, where can people find you? They can find me on Instagram at underscore numpty underscore underscore. Mm -hmm. Or we can do, I think I got Facebook and I just got Twitter as well. It's all oh, the same dope. thing. I'll follow you on Twitter. Numpty. Mm. Hell yeah. Numpty and Co, I think, on Twitter. Actually. Okay. I'll I'll link them. I'll find them and I'll link them. Sweet. Um, all right. Any closing words that you want to share? Nah, man. Just watch out Europe. Come watch out you. Europe. Hey, yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, well, you get to press the button. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. You were oh, here for that, right? At the oh, live shit. show? Is it the pink one? It is the pink one. Yeah. So it's, for anyone who hasn't seen this before, we have a tradition with our guests where on a regular show, Joe and I will say bye, 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 and we'll press the button with a guest. I say bye, Joe says bye, and then the guest says bye, yeah. and they get to press the button. Mm -hmm. All right. And it's like some Nardwa shit. Sick. It's sick. not. What'd you say? It's like some Nardwa shit. Nardwa. I love Nardwa. I really want to do some Nardwa oh. stuff later. This anyway. is like a little, you know how the, oh, the end is like, doot, 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 doot. This is the pink button. This is the pink button. I want to get a big one. Just a big one. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah that'd, be great. that'd be sick, right? That would be great. All right. Yeah. I'm going to do the, the close up and then we'll do bye bye bye. But you got to be ready. I'm yeah? ready. I'm All ready. Right. The pink one or purple one? Pink one. This one. No, this one. Not that one. That one. <laughs> Unless you want to hear our first episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, please <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Fro Show. That was episode 106 with Gabriel Denham, uh, a.k.a. Numpty. Go check him out on socials. Thank you so much for spending your time with us, and we will see you next week. Also, rate the show on Spotify. Bye. 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 Hey. Nice. I just thought, yeah? Good. I'm glad.